Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Camps Bay Guy podcast, your go-to podcast for everything property in Cape Town. Today, we delve into the intricacies of running an Airbnb with Royden McRae. I can't wait to get into the show. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Camps Bay Guy podcast, your go-to podcast for everything real estate in Cape Town. Today, we have a special guest, Royden McRae. Royden is the founder of Rest Easy Property Management. We're going to dive deep into the world of buying for short-term rentals, specifically Airbnb. It's been a hot topic for a few years now, and with TikTok and social media in general, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation out there. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, Royden, let's jump into the episode. Yeah, thanks for firstly, having me. Yeah, pleasure. Um, firstly, I want to jump into, you know, your story. You, I remember meeting you maybe about two and a half years ago. You were a sales agent at yeah. Sotheby's. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were actually doing quite well in yeah. the sales. In the sales. Um, what, what made you go from that to now, you know, being in the Airbnb space and rental space? Are you still selling? Are you not selling? Um, and yeah, what's what what's going on? Tell us your story. Yeah, so um, we we when we met, I was still a sales agent at Sotheby's. I'd been there for five years total. Um, I was the top agent, one one of the top agents in the um, in the company for those five years. Um, and essentially, what happened? I, I don't sell anymore. I left I left Sotheby's earlier this year, um, but. Essentially, what was happening is I would sell a property and a lot of my clients would come back to me and go, you know, um, it's a beautiful property. It's doing well, but I've got it with other companies, um, the bigger companies and whatever. And it's just the, the quality of the property is declining. They're not paying attention to the finer details. The, the reviews are dropping, everything like that. And they're like, can you help us? And I resisted it a little bit. And then I said, OK, cool, you know, fine, I'll take your property max five properties that's i'm not going to do more because i still want to sell i still want to do it and yeah i still laugh about that today because literally we expanded to 18 properties within the first six months of of being uh, 15 within the first six months of of being active and yeah i mean there's no looking back it's and we haven't advertised at all so that's a big one Uh, we we don't advertise we don't do social media marketing or anything like that we literally just chat to agents and agents refer us like that and these are all word of mouth from our clients telling their friends that are buying that want to buy that want to get into it and they they say like give Roy a call and we and we have that conversation I tell them what to do and what not to do yeah. Amazing. So was it kind of trial by fire when you first got 100%. into it? 100%. Just burning your fingers. <laughs> yeah. We started, we, we actually started in April. Uh, so we took on our first property in April. If anybody's thinking about starting an Airbnb management company, please don't do it in April. Don't even launch a property in April. It's not worth it. It's uh, it's winter. So there's a thousand Airbnbs on the market that are empty and your property with no reviews will not cut it. <laughs> so every wow. single month of winter, like all the way until about August, uh, August to October, really started getting going. But every single month we've questioned everything about this business we're like this is this sucks this doesn't work and then october <laughs> happened and we i sold five properties of which they all came onto well except for one came onto airbnb and then they started telling their friends and by the end of the year we were at 15 properties wow and yeah. where are you guys now how many uh, properties under 48 management? 48 properties with another 15 to come um she was so. yeah and they're all they're all like 
So one of the things I'm super, super proud of is that all of the properties that we have now are all like top tier properties. They're all quality luxury properties that I'm super happy to get anybody into. Like I would refer any friend to stay in any one of our properties. And that's, it's it's amazing actually. Yeah, our, wow. our property portfolio at the moment is around 500 million rand. Um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Yo, so it's been quite a journey, yeah? Definitely. It's, it's been, it's it's a lot. I mean, we, we literally, I tell my partner, I've got a new property and her face just goes, what? I don't know what to do. <laughs> but we're hiring and we've yeah, got such yeah. an amazing team around us now. So honestly, couldn't be couldn't be happier. Amazing. Well, well done on all the success. And yeah. I'm Thanks sure so you guys much. are going to crash it this season. Definitely. Um, and, and take things to new heights in that Airbnb. There's a lot of big names that are, are doing it. So yeah. I'm sure you guys are, I know I've dealt with you personally. So yeah. Good luck with the season, yeah, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into what what's happening in the Airbnb space, specifically within Cape Town. So, um, before we move on with with more questions, I want to set the scene um, with the Airbnb landscape in South Africa for the listeners. Um, a recent report from Genesis Analytics reveals that Airbnb's contribution to South Africa's GDP exceeded twenty three point five billion in twenty twenty two more than double its impact in 2019, creating over 50,000 jobs. In 2022, nationwide, host earnings amounted to over 4 billion rand, with an average host earning around 32,500 rand. South Africans booking their stays on Airbnb increased by 34% compared to 2019, with a survey revealing that 47% of guests chose Airbnb over alternatives to save money, up from 34% in 2021. Additionally, 53% of hosts listed their accommodation on Airbnb to cope with rising living costs. News24 recently reported that there are currently more Airbnb sites in Cape Town than than in Amsterdam, San Francisco, and Singapore combined. Inside Airbnb estimated that there are, uh, there are around 21,000 Airbnbs in Cape Town alone, each host bringing in an average of 70,000 Rand a year. And 64% of Airbnb hosts in South Africa are female, higher than, higher than the platform's worldwide 50%, 55% share of female hosts. Wow. Those are some uh, incredible numbers. So Cape Town has just uh, taken off with the Airbnb market. Definitely. Um, do you see it slowing down at any at any at any no, point? Not even a little bit. I mean, so the so the numbers are, the numbers that you mentioned are actually really interesting because the 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 sixty thousand rand a year mark that's very much not Atlantic Seaboard. <laughs> yes, so Atlantic yes. Seaboard, I mean, I so. that's about 60,000 rand a month for a one bedroom uh, sure. is what the owners are taking home after commission, after everything. So it's a bit crazy. Wow. I mean, that's during peak, peak season. So I don't wanna, yeah, yeah. So obviously yeah. it slows down a bit in like winter yeah. and, yeah, and so all of that. It goes, it goes right down in winter, but you know, during summer, it's about seven or eight months of summer in, in Atlantic Seaboard. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I don't see it slowing down at all. I mean, if I you see. look at, if you if you literally just look down Seapoint Main Road, you'll see there's eight block developments within a 500 meter radius of them. They all sold out within, uh, yeah. you know, what, 30 minutes? Like literally yeah. the entire building, 70 properties, all sold out within 30 minutes. Wow. And every single one of those, I can guarantee you, investment property. Wow. 
Yeah. Yo, so, yeah, I, 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 and I also want to add to that. I think, you know, with Cape Town, mm. I think tourism's only going up. I think uh, I, I read an article the other day, it's about 7.5% per year our tourism is going up. So the tourism market is going to keep increasing. And obviously, we've got flights coming in from the States now directly into Cape Town. Yeah. So I think that's a big contributing factor. Um, yeah, wh- what are the craziest countries that are like, the weirdest countries you've seen stay in some of the Airbnbs that you you booking out at the moment. Well, I mean, uh, Germans are, are, okay. are here in the drones, but the Germans will be here uh, will really start coming in in January, uh, okay. which is really interesting. So, wow. uh, but yeah, I mean, we have we have different seasons for different times of the year. Yes. Um, so Middle East comes down in in July, August, sometimes September, yeah. and they they book out. It's literally we had when we had our properties they were all just fully booked with wow. with middle eastern people because it's sure. so hot there that they come down yeah, um yeah. but yeah russians are coming down that's a bit of an interesting situation yes because yes. uh, airbnb wow. doesn't actually allow russians to book uh well it's a bit, it's a bit prejudice eh? because like it's yeah i mean i understand yeah. the whole thing with the war and everything but i mean they're still people you know no 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 100 percent. i just think that they've cut that country so they ended up booking through through other people and it's a whole thing but yeah so you have like people representing other people booking for those people on airbnb so to be very clear we don't do that we we like we don't do third-party bookings uh but for in in situations like that that one of their party will book something else but yeah but yeah yeah, i mean essentially there's people from literally all over the world at the moment Sure. It's Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So, I mean, how have you seen the the industry evolve over the years? Um, from when you can't, I mean, you haven't been in it that long, but yeah, from yeah. when you first started, how things how things changed. Well, so so, so that was that's actually the reason that I got into it. So, I mean, when I I started using Airbnb back in like 2015, I had a previous business, and we traveled. I traveled on Airbnb back when it was still like you would travel and you would stay in someone's house. Like they would rent out a room in their house. That was Airbnb. It wasn't like a full property. Yeah. Um, and every time I did it the hosts who lived there would welcome you and they would give you like some espresso pods and like a rusk or two and like little things like that. It was hospitality. It was like, come and stay with us. And it was a big thing. And that was part of the reason that we started is essentially like that all just went down off a cliff uh, when it became too many corporate, the corporate side of doing it. So every bag of chips or every Nespresso pod costs X amount and that goes into our bottom line. They ditched it and they'll give you some soap like which is you know that's yeah, great yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't make you feel welcome um yes, yes. so the the corporate standard of of doing airbnbs didn't work for us that's why we started and we we came into it now we do welcome baskets there's snacks there's coffee tea milk sugar um wow. there's you know body wash conditioner and um shampoos and that's the standard that we have yeah. and and that's you and, know yeah and how important are those welcome baskets i mean that's such a nice touch massively yeah. so it's we find it like it's really important when somebody comes in number one that so for us yeah. number one we do a host will welcome you every time no yeah. exceptions um we don't do self-check-in because there's yeah. nothing worse than getting off a flight at 11 o'clock at night not knowing where you are don't don't speak the language i mean it's broken english and yes. and then getting told there's a lockbox on the wall amongst five other lockboxes or 10 other lockboxes and yeah. then go and find it there punch in the code get the, and walk into a property that you've never seen before and like try and find your way around 
host will greet you. They like do an entire thing, show you around the property. And yeah, I mean. And does that translate to higher reviews? Massive, massively. This podcast is also sponsored by Home Loan Junction. Home Loan Junction can get you finance on any of your property deals, even if you are a foreigner. And they really work in such a quick and timeless manner. From the first moment I met Erica Fenter from Home Loan Junction, I knew that they were the people I wanted to take care of my clients just because of the professionalism and the way that they just stay in contact. So if you're looking to finance your next property purchase, please get in touch with them. Their details are below. And yeah, they're, they're a great service provider. Thank you, Home Loan Junction. So it also it also wow. changes the, the the landscape of somebody if somebody has problems. So this is this is the biggest thing. So higher reviews get you higher money. Like that's just standard, right? But um, you know when somebody has a problem, electricity ran out. Um, you know a cupboard door doesn't open, a microwave doesn't work, the power is tripped. All of these little things they happen every single day, um, wow. and the difference between them leaving that in the review and contacting us immediately. And and we literally always on the phone. It's 24-hour support. So if you, 4 o'clock in the morning, stuck outside your property, you call us and we answer. Um, And the difference between that and getting a message at 8 o'clock the next morning going, sorry, you missed your call. Did you get in? Is a two-star review versus a five-star review. And little little sure. things, it, it's a huge difference. That's so massive, little it? things wow. that, that may make a huge difference like that. Uh, so yeah. little little mistakes that happen in the property, which happens, it's you know human error. Yeah. Um, little like something was left out or not working, whatever. They're not going to put that in the review and go, "This is the horrible property." They're going to go, "Listen, this happened." You know, you dealt with it immediately. The host was super responsive. And it, you can go back on all of our reviews. They all wow. talk about how responsive we are, how we, we like to be involved and we want to, we want to. We also do recommendations. So that's if if sure. you know, if somebody were to start something like that, recommendations, tell them about the area. So we, yes. we love we love that part of it. So we have tour guides for hosts. Literally, no like, way. So you have in within in house, or do you in-house. like refer to? Wow. No, no. So so we've hired wow. ex tour guides as hosts. Uh, sure. So they use they fully qualified tour guides, which is amazing, wow. uh, and they love this aspect of it. So they go like, you have to try this restaurant. It's got the best steak. You have to try this yeah. restaurant. It's got the best prawns. Like go to Mora Gelato. Go here. Go here. And it literally it translates into happy, happy, happy clients. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That's the fun part. And how do you explain load shedding to the guests? Oh. Okay, so <laughs> um, so it, it actually varies. There's some people that go like, oh, I heard there's load shedding. Like, what, how does this work? And you go like, cool, it, you know, this is how it works. And they're like, cool, can we choose the time? And <laughs> the answer is no. Like, you know, yeah, kind of somebody yeah. else chooses it. Um, wow. But all of, our, all of our properties have inverters now. So okay. it's as standard. But with the inverter, you still can't use the stove and stuff like that. So we kind of go like, yeah. look, get the app. So we, we recommend ESP. Yes. Get the app. Get the notifications just so that you know, so that you can't turn on the stove. But you get it all the time. Yeah. The stove's not working. The washing machine's not working. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So yeah, what are the what are the different types of you know? Obviously, Airbnb is quite quite seasonal. And what are the different types of guests that you're getting? Obviously, you get people that come there for maybe three nights, and then you get people that will stay a bit longer, or maybe even a, maybe even up to six months. Uh, maybe just. Ex- explain the different types of guests that you get and also the seasonal you know the seasonal fluctuations and downturns Absolutely. and how you can combat that as a host 
absolutely. So um, there's variants of different people depending on the property as well. So the bigger the property, the less likely they are to stay for, you know, two, three weeks to a month to two months. Uh, one bedroom and studios generally will stay for about a month. Um, but two bedrooms, three bedrooms, average nights about seven to 14 nights. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Amazing. I mean, you get people yeah. wanting to stay much longer. Yeah. The I only, mean, yeah. The only time we really let, like, we really, it's worth it for the owner to let somebody stay for longer at a better rate is during winter. Yes. So in summer months, that's not really something that you recommend to to a host. Not really. So I mean, yeah, yeah. the thing is that in summer there's there's such a high demand. So for you to give somebody a 20, 30% discount to stay doesn't serve yeah. you because yeah. you, you've got the same costs and everything and the same demands. The demand is there. People want yes. to stay. So you letting one person stay at a 20, 30% discount, you're losing money. You are just losing money. Okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and then how do you guys stay informed about like change? Are there any regulations within Cape Town for people that run Airbnbs or short-term rentals? And how do you kind of stay in touch with that if, if there are any? So Cape Town's looking at proposing regulations into Airbnb now. Um, New York has done it, you know, a whole bunch of different places. They've done, they've, they've put the, um, the regulations and they've changed the night stays, how many nights, at what level they can do it. Somebody has to stay on the property. So they've done it to reduce the number of, of like short-term rentals that, that are there because the long-term rentals that were going were, um, there, there were so few long-term rentals. Nobody wanted to rent it out long-term anymore. So they yeah. would put it on short-term and people were just not being able to afford the long-term rentals. So they've tried yes. to curve it in that way. I, I can see Cape Town trying to do that and there is actually regulations in the pipeline. But the reality is that if they were to, I mean, hypothetically, if they were to take away all Airbnbs from, yeah. from Cape Town, this season, yeah. for example, there would probably be about a hundred thousand people that don't have. There's no accommodation for them, wow. even even now. So Christmas, New Year is the busiest period for us, hands down. Yes, like, no question. Wow, it is almost impossible to find an ABB. So if you took those away, people wouldn't yeah. travel. They wouldn't come to Cape Town, or yeah. they would go cool. I can't find accommodation. I'm not going to go. And it would change the dynamic. So the tourism industry would almost collapse. Well, not collapse, but it's going to it's gonna take a hit if yeah. those Airbnbs disappear. Definitely. Yeah. And um, what, do you, what do you think about Airbnb saying there's no more parties in Airbnbs anymore? Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, yeah. look, it's, 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 uh, for me, it's about we don't allow parties in, in our uh, villas, yeah. even, you know, anything. It's yes. just, it's, not worth it. It's not worth it. the hassle. There's people that want to book it for the period, like for that same period, at the same money that will not trash your place. Yes. So just outright no parties. And how do you how do you sift out those people that are are gonna go there? Because you know there are gonna be those young guys that are gonna go there and have a stag do, or you know women that go there and have a hen do, or just yeah. guys that book it for the weekend and just gonna have a whole bunch of maybe women over and yeah. So that does happen. Um, At the moment, what we do is, so a lot of our properties have cameras at the entrance. So have to be very clear, they face the entrance of the the front door, that's it. And that is there to prevent that. We also have smart locks in in 90% of our units. So when somebody's opening the door, I get a notification, like all the time. It it just keeps going. And um, 
so we've got those different things in place. Yes. But then as well, a lot of our properties have security guards at the front door and things like that. So okay. if they, and, yeah. and they're all on first name basis to me, they phone me and go, there's Something's like 20 down. people going into the property. I phone them and go out. And out. yeah, I mean the camera, so the camera works really well in that way. Um, yes. We, I can activate the, the microphone. So if there's just yeah. loud music blaring, I can phone or go to the property and say, you know, Get if you up. don't, if you don't calm down, you're gonna, you're gonna be kicked out, wow. and it happens. It's, it's happened before. Sure, that's crazy. Because the thing is, like, yeah. if you, so something else to keep in mind as well for other hosts, um, if you let that happen, if you let somebody be loud and obnoxious and and disrupt the other residents in the building, yeah, you're not going to be running an Airbnb for long because yeah. the entire body corporate of it is going to go. I'm not putting up with this every every weekend. Yeah, and so it's just going to decline like that. And that must be also be quite a big part of of running an Airbnb is making sure because you guys also take care of the management of the property in terms of paying rates, levies, things like that. No, um, so we don't we don't do that unless it's for like a okay. very specific client, German, you know, that kind of thing. We yes. can do that for yeah. Okay. But yeah, so we we manage we manage most of the the you know the building conducts and stuff like that. So okay. if we get we just don't. We, we avoid that at all costs because okay. it costs us in the end because yeah. nobody wants that company that yes, there's parties yes. all the time. And so you probably get quite a bit of business from that. Let's say you're running quite a successful Airbnb in a building. Somebody's going to refer you. Somebody might not be doing as well and they might, they might you might pick up a few clients like that. So Absolutely. probably helping that, you that happens, conducting business. That happens a lot, actually. We've got one building that it's the Fairmont in Seapoint. It's okay, well, by yeah. far one of the most lucrative buildings Great building. on the Atlantic, like completely. Um, wow. And so much so that the price of the units in there have gone up by about... Uh, so I sold I sold one October last year in that block for yeah. 60,000 rand a square meter. Sure. Two bedroom. Wow. Um, and now, similar size, just just one extra bedroom, um, is going for eighty five thousand rand a square meter. Wow! In that block, same floor, same everything. So it's like it it does. But in that block, we have seven yeah. units. We started off with two, and yeah. what happened with that was there was another Airbnb manager in the block. Yes. Never showed up. Like the keys always kept at reception. Guests would just come in. They would end up smoking a lot of weed and like telling security sure. off. And um, you know, some like some of them actually had domestic disputes inside wow. the the like common area. And the owners would come to me and go like, "Can you help me?" And this yeah. is the thing. So, so it's yeah. also about the price range that that property yeah. was at. So we're talking about tenth floor, sunset views like incredible incredible property um being rented out for 2200 rand a night and uh you know i said to the owners like look this is not acceptable that's not what it's worth right now we currently have that place fully booked at 4500 rand a day she was so and and with that with that price you don't get the bad guests yeah so sifts out the the bad eggs exactly so that's something really to keep in mind for other hosts is like if you are getting bad uh, bad guests it's your price it's your price range and if somebody immediately comes in so this is something that we also pay attention to as well if somebody comes in and goes can i get a better price off the bat and it's summer immediate no like we don't we we don't negotiate during summer even during winter we're like okay maybe but it's generally the guys that are like cool i've got this much to spend can you help me 
yeah. those are the people that that complain the most, expect the most, and you know, like yeah. demand and leave bad reviews. That's crazy. And what's the what's the worst Airbnb guest experience you've ever had? Um, <laughs> so, okay, so it was one of our first actually. So we booked it. It was in April. Uh, we booked oh. it for somebody booked it for a month immediately off the bat, and um, they got a really good rate. It was like a beautiful girl from uh, from Joburg, from Soweto, and uh, when we t- when we went to go do the check in, there was five guys, massive guys, standing wow. there with their luggage, and we kind of were like, "Sorry, <laughs> who's uh, where is she? No, she's coming tomorrow." So oh. we're like. Oh. Okay, sure. Like, let me let me show you, show you around. We we took them in, and it was a three bedroom. So five guys, three bedrooms. You know, it didn't didn't line up. So we're like, look, guys, no parties, no events. You know, we went through the whole rule process with them. Yeah. You cannot have extra guests. You know, nobody sleeps on the couch. We did all that, and um, literally, it was, it was no smoking. So it, there was no balcony in the in the apartment. Um, yeah. So no smoking. If you want to smoke, you have to go outside. No, I understand. I get it. Cool. This podcast is sponsored by Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. I've been working with Vanzel Kruger Attorneys since I first started two and a half years ago in the real estate industry. And they are they're just amazing. They they take my calls whenever, whatever time on the weekends, late at night, when I have a deal I'm trying to get over the line and I can't answer a question for a client. They will help me with all the technical legal stuff. And Eberhard Kruger has been my number one supporter since since day one. So a big shout out to Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. If you are looking for a transferring attorney to help you sell your property and get your deal over the line, they are definitely your go-to attorneys. Thank you so much, Vanzel Kruger Attorneys, for sponsoring this podcast. And we went, they called us and said, look, the TV's not working. Can you come in and sort it out? So again, 24-hour support. We jumped, I jumped on my bike and I, I went to go and have a look. And literally, <laughs> literally, like this is night one. They haven't even slept there yet. Literally w- opened the door. I was knocking, didn't work. The, there's music playing. Not super loud. That wasn't an issue. Um, literally walked into a hazy room. They were literally just smoking weed, like all of them. And um, I, <laughs> I literally, I was like, <laughs> and so, so with these particular kind of guests, they, they love it when people are too nice to them because then they take advantage. Yeah. So I, I literally, I don't know I don't know if I can say this on here, but I'm going to say it. You can bleep it out if you want to. Um, but I literally walked in, saw the smoke. The guy's like holding a joint. You know, the guy's rolling one. And I was like, guys, what the fuck? And, it, <laughs> and they all go, whoa, that's not what I was expecting. And I was like, I told you no smoking. And the guy's like sitting there with the joint in his hand. He's like, no, I'm not smoking. We smoked down in the in the basement. The smoke followed us up. And I was like, I literally, I looked at him in his eyes and I was like, do I fucking look stupid to you? And he goes, ah. And I was like, I'm going to kick you out. If you if I catch you smoking again, I'm kicking you out. He's like, no, 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 no. We're not smoking. And it, and like, it became panic stations, everything. But it should have been the first thing. Uh, that should have yeah. been the first warning. And it was. It was the first warning. Second night, same thing. We had them out. So... It's almost, it's very, very difficult to kick somebody out of an Airbnb. It's difficult to kick somebody out of accommodation, right? Um, But we got them out. We got them out in six days. It was supposed to say for 30. So when that happens, so when that happens, right, you essentially, they don't get a refund for the days that they don't stay. They lose that. 
Um, yes. So it was communication with Airbnb, it was communication with the body corporate, and it was communication uh, with the police. Uh, I he have was... I have the constable on standby. Um, wow. He's speed dial two on my phone. Um, was... And these guys were upset. They were like, "No, you can't kick us out. You can't like we didn't do anything." And I was like, "Listen, <laughs> don't don't play that game with me. I know what. You, oh well, we're not leaving until you refund us." And I was like, "Cool." Um, all your stuff can be collected at the Seapoint Police Station. And literally, wow. these guys were there in, within 15 minutes. They were like, where must we go? And I was like, I don't care as long as you don't stay here. Move. <laughs> wow. And we got them out. And yeah, it was. It, it's right. So that's why we don't do third-party bookings. That's why we don't. Like, unless you booked, you don't get the keys. Like, literally, yeah. the only you person... You need the ID, a copy of the ID, verify. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see. If, wow. if, if you don't look like your profile picture, you're not coming in. Like, show me your ID wow. that says that you are. But, yeah. And and we've had issues like that before. Somebody from Joburg books it. Another guy rocks up. And it's a big business. It's a yeah. it's a smuggling yeah. business, essentially. Because they, what yeah. they do is they go, like, oh, yeah, I'm staying there with my boyfriend. And then there's six guys. And they're like, sure. no, no, no. And now they actually come and do the handover. And then they leave and never stay there. Epic, epic. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we need to move on to, sure. I think we should chat a bit about the financial considerations of, of running an Airbnb. So what are the what are the financial aspects um, that potential hosts should consider before entering into the Airbnb market? Um, look, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of costs involved. So um, Airbnb has a fee. Um, if you're using a hosting management company, they have a fee. Um, but also, they um, there's electricity, water, uh, Wi-Fi, you know, things like that. There's there's fixed costs that will be there no matter what yes. rates, levies, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's 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 okay. what you got to look out for. But uh, on on the sorry on the uh, host commission. Yes. So don't go for the cheapest person. Yes. Like that's the only yes. thing I can say. I'm not. Don't if you don't want to come up to me, that's fine. 100. Yeah, yeah. Just don't go with the cheapest person, because somebody that's and you you know this from being an agent. You know this yeah. from selling. Somebody that's got a higher commission has a bigger vested interest in selling your property and getting the highest price for your property because yes. it's directly correlated. Yes, so if somebody's yes. going for 12, percent I promise you, it's not their top priority. I yeah. promise you that they don't care. They leave security leave keys with security and they'll see it maybe once a year yeah and they don't have the the thing is that like every business has overheads and running costs 100 yeah what are the common misconceptions people have about the airbnb journey is it as easy as people on tiktok um make (laughs) it seem no no it's definitely not if you're doing it properly it's it's not it's not the same as as you know what you see on the airbnb somebody picks up the keys and they have a great stay and they check out and they leave you a great it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't always happen like that sometimes it'll happen um but there's always things that come up the electricity runs out the um the wind picked up a table and threw it off the balcony literally happened um the you know, like things happen. Things, this is property and, and yeah, things yeah. change, things happen, load shedding, all of that stuff. Yes. It all just kind of clicks in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, epic. And yeah, let's chat about some of the success stories. I know you've touched on a few already, but can you share some of the, can you share a success story of a property that achieved exceptional results under your management? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, one of my favorite properties. So again, it's at the Fairmont. Yes. Um, so there's two. There's one at the Fairmont, and it's a three-bedroom, three-bathroom, beautiful apartment. Like, super minimalist, overlooks the ocean. It's fantastic. And the owner said to me, look, 
I'm not I'm not too keen on Airbnb. I feel like it, it there's higher wear and tear, uh, and I don't know that it's it's worth it. And I said to him, look, yeah. number one, it's not. It's, so this is one other thing to consider as well. It's Airbnb is less wear and tear than a long term rental, okay. because wow. most people are in and out. They're going they're going out. They're coming back to sleep, and they're going out and they're coming back to sleep. Where somebody yes. living there is going to, somebody that's living there is going to like be there all the time. That's yes. that's their main spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was asking, his rental was asking, I think it was like 65,000 Rand a month. Wow. Um, sure. And so I said, look, we'll beat that like 100%. Okay. We listed it in winter. And wow. I was like nervous because he was like, you've got three months, prove me wrong. And sure. literally, first month, we paid him like, I think it was 140,000 Rand. Wow. Yeah. In his pocket. In his pocket, after commission, after every, everything. Wow. Yeah. In one month? In one month. And, that's, and that was a three, you said three bed? Three bed, three bath, overlooking the wow. ocean. It's fantastic. It's uh, it's one of our favorite units. Gee actually. whiz. That's and that's continued. Amazing. And now he's just got, he's just got a booking for New Year's, uh, 10 nights, 200,000 Rand. Uh, 10, sorry, 10 wow. nights at 20,000 Rand uh, a night. Sure. And that's so great. average rental in that property is 7,200 Rand a night in summer. And then it will go down to like, five five six uh, out of yeah, season yeah so wow, it is amazing. profitable sure. sure yeah but it just it takes the right management Absolutely. what was he doing before that uh, he was doing long-term uh, rental long-term. with a manager oh, in place long-term. yeah and wow. uh you know like sixty-five thousand yeah. somewhere around there Sixty-five thousand opposed to 140 yeah. after your costs which yeah. is that's very decent that's yeah. a great investment it yeah, yeah. Like it. um and then where do you see the future of Airbnb management heading and how are you preparing for it? So I think that that uh, like hotels, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, private bookings. So I think Airbnb is fantastic. Uh, we won't take a direct booking off Airbnb unless we have connections with that person. Um, but I think sure. Airbnb has even realized that a lot of their business is going straight to hosts. Yes. So once you found a place that you really love, you want to come back every year. You're yeah. not going to book through the host. You're going to book. You're not going to book through Airbnb. You're going to go direct. Um, sure. So stuff like that. But also, um, so one of the things, and I, I mentioned this earlier, with you know being seven developments or Airbnb, it's yeah. kind of that that certain market is going to be a little bit oversaturated. Yes. Yes. And with that happening. You have to stand out. You yeah. have to. You have to be different. So we've got all. Of, like I said, all of our properties are luxury. They they're proper. They do well. Yeah. Um, and they're different to every other Airbnb that's even close to it. So number one, inverters. They style differently. They feel different. We we choose our properties very very carefully. Wow. And I think that that's going to be the different the differentiating the differencing. <laughs> the, the the factor that different differentiates <laughs> differentiates us yeah. from everybody else essentially Amazing. it's you know if yeah. you have a cookie cutter property we yeah. are the better we are we've styled better it's you know more this more that and that's how okay. we do it yeah amazing and i wanted to ask you something else another question that just came to mind yeah. i mean we kind of know each other through social media through yes you know, real estate and social media, that's how we kind of met. And, yeah. and how do you see, you know, how are you using social media to grow your business um, at the moment? Yeah. So social media actually plays a much bigger part than I even realized. So I yeah. I love social media. I've, I've been in marketing. I've owned a marketing company years back and uh, it plays a huge role. Like I love it. And that's yes. why I think that's why I connected to you. I, was, I said like, yeah, you know, yeah. from the get go, 
I love what you're doing. I think that you're taking real estate to the market that that it needs to be in, and it hasn't been in, in nice. South Africa. Um, yeah. I think that so we have properties that sometimes a little bit harder to to start. And yes. as soon as you do a social media campaign on it, I promise you, it just goes yeah. crazy. So wow. that's not that's not sponsored posts. That's organic reach. So you're TikTok. getting bookings, and you just watch. You just link it to Airbnb through sometimes through yeah. your social media. They'll click through and they'll just book through the post. So sometimes, uh, sometimes that'll happen. Straight from, or they'll DM you. Or sometimes they DM us. But but what we found works really well. Even if it's not direct booking through Airbnb, we have we've uh, we've got a lot of people going like. I saw you on TikTok. I love the property. I'm booking it. So we have a wow. lot of that. Amazing. But more than that, more than the booking aspect to it, it actually ranks you higher on Airbnb. Oh, wow. So Do they like analyze your company and all 100%. that? 100%. So it's not, wow. they're not looking at, at your social medias, but they're looking how much traffic is coming and looking sure. at your profile. So as wow. soon as they, they see like 3,000 people looking at your Airbnb profile, and they're all coming from a TikTok that went 450,000 views. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. I it guess you're giving translates. them traffic. You're exactly. giving them free traffic that they're not paying for. So it's exactly. like, you know, they'll take it anyway. Yeah. So funny awesome. enough, we've actually got a client that that has done that. He's He's got like three, four properties at the moment. And uh, he said to me, look, uh, this property is not doing so. We've got a few open gaps. Can you... Uh, can you do a TikTok yeah. for me? <laughs> and yeah. we do it and immediately it books out. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So if it's slowing down, pump pump some social media, yeah. pump some marketing. Exactly. Into Amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, that's, what we that's actually... That's great to see. Yeah, I mean, what we found works really well is, is just organic. Like, do a yeah. walkthrough video. So yeah. it's, it's actually on that side of things, and I'm sure you've found this as yeah. well. Doing something that you spend 20 minutes on versus doing something that you, that you do a walkthrough video to a really yeah. nice song the engagement is yeah. here not this <laughs> yeah i mean videos that i've spent two hours filming and videos that i've spent <laughs> like 20 minutes or like 10 minutes just walk through a live video i mean exactly. i've sold a video i've sold a property on a live video it's cr it's crazy how yeah. this stuff works no it's not um but yeah no that's ama that's amazing yeah what are your goals for rest easy and where do you see the business moving in the next five to ten years so it's, it's actually really difficult to to answer that question because we've exceeded every single goal that we've set a year ago. Wow. I mean, we, we had the goal of being at, at 50 properties by the end of this year, we will be at 60. Sure. Um, and for, for us, and, and this, is, this, is the, this is the goal, and I can say this going forward, I wanna make sure that the quality of our properties stay the same, yeah. and the quality of our management stays the same. So Amazing. if that means yeah. turning down a property because it doesn't match our criteria, and if it yeah. means like, turning down a property because we are at capacity, then that's yeah. what we will do. And wow. that's a really that's really important to us to make sure that we're maintaining the quality to our current clients. Yes. Then then trying to, you know, fit ten pounds into a five pound bag. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna go on to the last segment of the show and that's Ask the Agent. So I posted a story on my Instagram with a little question box. Um, and we had a few questions from the audience. So let's see what we let's see what we got. So our first question is, I'm 18 and finishing school soon. I want to skip varsity and get into the property rental market. Maybe flip houses or just buy an Airbnb. I have no savings though. What would you recommend? <laughs> That's a tough one. Eh? That is a really <laughs> tough one. Um, 18, no money. <laughs> you want to get in. Look, I... Um, there's a couple of different ways to do it. I mean, 
I, essentially you need some capital to get into it. You yeah, can't just yeah. you, you you know if you if you can maybe rent out a room in your house and see how that goes. Uh, again, yeah. it's money. You need you need some kind of capital, some kind yeah. of income in order to to get a loan or even to do anything like that. So, yeah. I think don't don't half don't try and get into it. Some or actually the better way to do it. This is this is my answer. <laughs> um, Start by by finding somebody that you can that you can help run their Airbnb. Yeah. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Study up, learn, like go onto social media, find out where other people have found their pitfalls. Yeah. It's like, don't don't jump to buying your own property at this point. Don't do it. It's not worth the time. So yes. like, you're not going to be able to do it. No bank is going to trust you. You're 18, you've got no job. Um, yeah. But if you co-host with somebody so if you go to a family member that's got a property and you say look let me help you run it i'll take a small percentage let me help you run it let me learn let me do this and start by doing that and then you'll find that it'll increase from there yes. um, and then you yeah. you you learn trial by fire you learn yeah, you, you that know. makes sense you need capital to get into the business so Absolutely. maybe get into the property market see what it's about understand it and then find your niche and then when you've got a bit of capital then maybe do some arbitrage or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So arbitrage is, is, is a yeah. thing. Yeah. It's difficult, especially in Cape Town. Because uh, yeah. if somebody wanted to Airbnb, they would do it. Yeah, they'll yeah. just do it themselves. Exactly. Um, okay, so the next question is, what are some non-negotiable amenities my Airbnb must have to make good money? Uh, standard stuff like um, uh, hair dryer, clothes horse, like washing machine those things make a huge huge difference but also go go above the extra 20 percent so the difference between good and great is 20 percent um so you know 80 percent of people will go and and just you know put a bar of chocolate or something like that but do waters do the welcome snacks meet them uh, do as much as you can to make their experience amazing. Once that happens, the reviews follow and you'll have a great time. Well, Royden, it's been it's been absolutely amazing to have you on the on the show and um, you brought such great knowledge. Is there any any last thing you want to say before before we wrap up? Um I, I actually have, have I have one piece of advice that this is and this is like uh, this is for me it's it's a good standard. When buying an Airbnb, if it's an apartment, buy new, like newer development. Okay. If you don't buy an old old apartment and spruce it up, yes. it it doesn't work. It does the metrics okay. don't show. Uh, something with really nice pool or amenities or just modern. People want that kind of touch to it. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's Great. the the metrics are there. They prove it. So amazing. Well, wishing you all the best Thank for the so for the coming busy season. I'm sure it's going to be great. And maybe the next time we're sitting here, you're going to have over 100 properties under management. Yeah, let's see. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> it sounds a bit scary, but I'm sure you're going to, yeah. Yeah, we'll, off. Well, done. we'll make it work. Thank you so much. Thanks for having sure. me. Pleasure.